All right, we live. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. Yo, you're killer left. Oh, snap. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Hey, Jizzle, oh, I, don't, I don't know. We're going we gonna to start it over? We're going to wait? What are we doing? <laughs> are we finished or are we done? <laughs> there he goes. There, there. you go. I had you know, to reconnect. The AirPods wasn't connecting. I had to reboot. Oh, no problem. We'll just start from right there. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. Episode. Uh, <coughs> what is this? 285? 285. 285. Closing in on that 300. Sir. Be here before we know it. Fellas, how was the week? What was popping? What y'all get into? What's going on? Dizzle. Uh, shit, man, same old, same old, trying to get a, trying to hold on to my youth, you know, just hanging on by a thread. You are 28 right now? 29. Oh, yeah. I will be 30 this year. October, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh. I'm hanging on by a thread. You know what so you see what I'm doing? Kissing yeah. it goodbye. Yes, sir. Hoop session. <laughs> Hoop session. Y'all wasn't y'all wasn't about that life. I know Killer, you had an excuse. Yeah, Kev. I was at work. I was at work. I don't hoop outside. Is there a reason? Just, uh, just bad. Just bougie no. like that? No, 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 no. Those hooping outside years are way over. Knees back. <laughs> nah, man. No, nah, we used to do this thing called Midnight League. Uh, up at Wright State, actually, I used to hoop super late nights at parks outside all the time in Cleveland. Like it was like tons of rec leagues outside that we used to do all the, the best fun. But you know, after a while, man, shit. Well, you'll start to see in October your back, your knee. You just don't want to do it. So then you say like, all right, I'm gonna still hoop, but I'm only hoop inside. So that lasts about a good like five more years until you just say, man. Bye-bye, hoop court. Bye-bye. <laughs> so, so, enjoy it while you can, sir. Well, I believe the universe was listening because during this time, I'm I'm trying to reach out to folks like, yo, let's hoop. Like we, It's going to be a good day, Saturday. Let's hoop. Let's hoop. And everybody was like, man, I can't even do it no more, bro. My knees ain't going to work like they used to. <laughs> I get hurt, this, that, and the third. Bruh, I dislocated my shoulder. Bruh, shut my shit was <laughs> a man down situation. Bruh, it was like we played a game of 21, and then when the we only had eight people there, so when the eight person came, we started running fours. I'm a nigga that don't be in the mix trying to rebound or trying to body up niggas. I'll play, but if a nigga bigger than me got the rebound and is tipping it up, I'm not about to be up there trying to jump with you, bro. You got the points. You got the points. Literally, the next possession, I tried to, like, swat down and steal it from this dude, and he went up, and somehow my arm got caught. Bruh, my whole shoulder was down. Oh. Like, I, I heard the pop, felt it, crack. Shit couldn't, left shoulder was gone, bruh. Whole left side couldn't move. Whole left side couldn't move it. So I'm holding my arm like and i i was I, I give myself props for being calm i felt it pop i just went down like yeah 
my shit is out, bruh. And everybody can see it. I'm holding. I can't move it. I just got, grab my shit, tried to get in the car, and go to the ER. And this is like around 1 o'clock. I'm supposed to be working at 3. So I'm like, fuck, am I even going to make my shift? And, like, that's what I'm thinking about right now. Is like, I got to call off. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm driving to the ER, bruh. I'm trying to move my shit. Can't do it. Can't move my shit at all. I find a way to, like, get it on a steering wheel to try to, like, just to see if I can move it anyway, try to shimmy it. It pops back in place as I'm driving to the Whoa. ER. Ugh. Pops back in place. So I'm like, what the fuck? I felt it, and I was like, okay, I can move my shit now. I can move at least a little bit, you know? I get to the ER. I'm like, yo, my shit, my shoulder was gone. It popped back in place on the way over here. Can y'all take a look at it? And they're like, yeah. They pointed me to the waiting room. Waiting room, deep as fuck. I'm like, man, I'm looking. They ain't going to get to me for hours. So I'm, I leave that bitch. I'm like, man, I'm going to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> y'all ain't about to have me sitting up here. Y'all ain't about to have me sitting up here just to y'all give me a couple of, couple of, uh, Add and, and just send me on my way because my shit is I I wasn't in like no excruciating pain at that point my shit was back in place everybody else there was looking like they was on their last breaths everybody holding their stomach like so I'm like man at this point let me just go home so I went home just tried to keep moving it you know it's doing a lot better today I thought today was gonna be worse just because it was gonna get stiff or something but nah. Nigga, ready for a uh, next hoop session, bro? I'm trying to get back out there, nigga. Oh, your golf clubs is calling you, Dizzle. <laughs> Bike life is calling you, sir. It's time to transition. Trying to transition to a new nah. activity, new sport. Slowly, you ain't got to do it. Dive off the deep end yet, but you know, I'd suggest you know what I'm saying start scouting new activities because that's how it happens, man. Because I was hooping. Shouts out to my big bro Jimmy Mack. We was hooping one day. Uh, at the Y and West Carrollton getting a, some serious run on. We used to run every Monday and Wednesday. So I go to the lane. This is back when I actually could still jump. Go to the lane. One of my cut moves or whatever gets scraped across the face. I get scratched in the eye like mm. a chunk. Like a chunk of my eye was gone. Like I'm in the mm. bathroom. I can't see out of like my right eye. I'm not bleeding or anything like that. And I go back to grab my stuff. And Jimmy says, open your eye, open your eye, open it. He's like, nigga, you got to go to the doctor, nigga. Like, you got to go to the doctor now, nigga. So I go to the ER and everything like that. They, like, just give me some drops to kind of, like, numb the pain because, like, when I got my eye closed, it was fine. But, like, when I opened it, that air hitting it, it was, like, mm. all jacked up. So I go see the eye doctor. They give me, like, a contact lens to put over it so I can open my eye and everything like that. So I, I ain't hope for, like, at least a month after that. So, like, that, you know, little freak incident. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that happens. You get poked in the eye. That shit, never seen anything like it. It was horrible. Then I kept breaking my pinky. Then I rolled my ankle real bad one day, and I was just like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's done so, man. It's done so. Because that same day that I rolled my ankle real bad, uh, an older dude, older than me, he got elbowed in the eye. 
swallowed up. Like, this dude was probably, like, about 30, 40 years old, something like that. So I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, he's got to go to work the next day. He's got kids. Like, he used to bring his kids up there. His kids go over to the side and play. They're, like, five years old and everything like that. He got a wife and kid and got to go to work every day with a fat-ass black eye. I was like, man, I can't be out here losing no teeth. I can't be out here with no black eye showing up to work and everything like that. So I was like, black life, here I come. I I literally said, because the dude that I was guarding was a bigger dude, maybe a possession or two before I got fucked up. I was like, I'm going to need to go grab my mouthpiece because this nigga's driving to the lane and, like, going through niggas. I'm like, (laughs) so I already know. I I knew what type of vibe it was on. The one possession I tried got fucked up. So See, and it's outside hoops. Plus, it was mad windy yesterday, so niggas is going to the cup. (laughs) When niggas is inside, niggas want to show that Steph Curry range. But niggas go outside, they got to go to the lane. And when you go to the lane, limbs get to flying, faces get smacked, teeth get lost, Mm -hmm. black eyes happen. Hey, man, not saying to retire. Start thinking about retirement. Thinking about a new activity. What other activities interest you athletically? You want to become like a you know, power walker, people that join mini marathons, <laughs> bike life, I enjoy biking, killer's a big time golf guy, you know what I'm saying, there's rec league soccer out there, you know what I'm saying, there's a ton of activities, man. Ball is life. Ball is life. <laughs> Ball is Shit, life. I'm glad I didn't hoop because I wasn't planning on jumping if I came, so it's not like I was on the wrong court. I was going to walk. <laughs> Flat foot, fourteen footers. That's all I. That's all I had. Yeah. Uh, Hooper scares me outside as well. I ain't gonna lie. Like the whole, <laughs> it, it, it's way more active outside. And mm-hmm. and don't let somebody. Because I'm still the kind of person that like whether it matters or not. Like if a, if a chick is watching, I gotta give a little more effort. You know, what I'm, <laughs> I'm that guy. I've been done really pulled something. Been done riding with Diddle to the ER. Nah, man. Inside yeah. only. I gotta be able to warm up, stretch, nice seventy degree gym. That's what I need. Yeah, I was scared. Glad you're all right, man. We glad you're yeah. better, brother. Yeah, Damn. I was scared. I'm so happy that it popped back in on its own because I've seen niggas get it yanked back in the place, and that don't look fun. Yeah, I've seen it and as well. It is not. Shit, man. For me this week, uh, actually been a lot going on, man. A ton going on. But yesterday, obviously, it was super nice outside, like 75 degrees. So the wife, she had a big time fundraising event at work. So, you know, we wasn't going to be able to spend no time together. So I decided, all right, well, let's clean out the garage. And, Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I was on, man. I cleaned out the garage and I made some bread. Jumped on Facebook Marketplace, man. Shouts out to the homie Hooper who hit me to making money off of Facebook Marketplace, I told him I was going to be cleaning out the garage. He's like, man, just don't throw it away. See if you can get a couple dollars off of Facebook. I'm like, man, people really need buying stuff off of Facebook? He's like, you'll be surprised. And I was surprised. And mm-hmm. also, it's a lot of unique people out here in this world. You know, mm-hmm. I sold one of my old bikes or whatever. I put it up there. Dude was like, oh, I'm on my way. Uh, I sold an old Nintendo from like the 80s with some games. A dude drove all the way from Lima to come pick it up and paid me over what I was asking for. 
And I just like blown away about how much money I made off of stuff that just been sitting in my garage for years and that I ain't gave two thoughts about. But obviously another man's trash, another man's treasure. So shouts out to everybody yeah. who bought some stuff. I got some stuff up on Facebook Marketplace right now. If anybody's interested, you know, prices got the player prices out here. If you need something, man, but that's all I was on, man. That's all I was on, man. Cleaning up your garage this week and uh, made a couple dollars. Nice. You ain't nice. give away no, uh, no prize possessions though, because them Nintendo oh, games. No. You might look them up online. Them bitches three thousand worth three thousand. My brother said that. My brother said that. Like, man, you giving us some shit that could have been worth some millions. I was like, man, it might have been, man, but I had to get rid of it, man. It's just this junk collecting dust and everything like that. So hopefully, well, <clears throat> if if he got it, he got it, man. It is what it is. It is <laughs> what it is. See, see, and I'm also. Kind of- Real quick, I gave up my CD book, which was very difficult to do. I gave up mm-hmm. three CD books, got 50 bucks for them, and I'm talking like over, I can't even give a number how many CDs it was, because it was like uh, 121, a 91, and like a 400 case one, but multiple CDs were stuffed into each slot and everything like that. I was like, man, mm-hmm. I don't even have a CD player in the house. Uh I, don't even, nice. I I got a CD player in my car, but I don't use it. I use my phone with the Bluetooth, so, like, it's just taking up space. So, I let it go, man. End of an era, dog. Definitely end of an era. Like, I can remember the very first CD I ever bought above the Rim soundtrack in 1994, and I remember the very last CD I bought, J. Cole, 2014, Forest Hill Drive in 2014. First CD I bought, last CD I bought. Gone. gone. <laughs> That's a lot of history out the out the dough. Out the dough, man. Had to let it go. Probably for the best. Like you said, you only got a CD player. So what's what's what good is it just sitting in the garage? DVDs on deck, man. They on deck. They they next up, man. <laughs> it's taking up space. So what else you got on the on the market? Uh, shit, what else I got on here, man? Let me see. A t- like an end table, a coffee table, some pillows that people are, oh, like, it's just weird that people was, like, blowing up about some of the stuff that I got up there. Like, like I said, it's it's just stuff to me, but other people is loving it, man, so go check. And you oh, put uh, it up, and then same day, like, niggas is hitting you up and came, came and got it? Oh, wow. Yup, same day. Same. Well, stay garage sale. Basically, uh, like old space heaters and stuff like that. It's like people is on it, dog. People is on it. So I don't know, man. Go yeah, check man. check your boy out on Facebook Marketplace. I, I'm your pusher. Kev <laughs> <laughs> out here. Yes, sir. Taylor, what about you, man? What, what's been shaking for you this week? Oh yeah. Stepped into the new role with Edible. Um, just uh, kind of taking over the working with the store managers, kind of our our ship. So we have had a good week of getting things in order. You know, just kind of getting our staff on how we want to do things. And uh, aside from that, man, I had a bunch of bookings. Um, shout to Dizzle. Dizzle passed me one. Um, so they did. Somebody. You up? Yeah, they. 
So that's a funny story. So no, no shots. It, it, it's just funny. So I've been DJing 15 years. I feel like people know it's what I do. So of course, new couples, people you don't know, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, questions and concerns. And so this couple that I booked with, they, uh, wanted me to send them some videos of me DJing. They wanted <laughs> to see some videos and pictures of my equipment because they had people show up with like one speaker and said it was a DJ. So they just had some, you know, quality, quality questions. So I started going through my stuff and I'm looking like, man, all I got is like short Snapchat clips and little, little things where I'm just maybe having a turn up moment and just talking a little shit on my Snapchat. So <laughs> all of them involved me knee deep in some alcohol. And I'm like, man, what am I going <laughs> to send this couple? So end up scrolling, scrolling and found some shit, sent it over. And, uh, it just made me laugh that like, I, I need to give me a better like promo, maybe video or just something to be able to give out to clients that don't know who I am because I, it took me so much work to find something that was like PG rated that I could send to somebody that don't know <laughs> me and, and I don't come across as crazy or drunk or you know whatever else. So <laughs> there was just there was just some work to find a, a clean video of, of my shit. So I think I'm going to get that done this year as far as get a promo video done, get some professional pictures of maybe my equipment or something. I can probably do that with my phone, you know, with a nice iPhone, but just try to get some quality stuff like that up. But I booked about two or three gigs uh, this week, um, which is nice. Um, and uh, just getting ready to head to Jacksonville next week. So. Duval! Yeah, <laughs> so this is what week two of Russia's invasion of the Ukraine and one of the phrases I keep hearing on the news is war crimes killer can you tell us exactly what war crimes are uh, war crimes are basically like a violation of like the laws that are supposed to be set in place as far as like Geneva Conventions or just basically laws. So it's like, if you were like, one of the bigger ones is like killing civilians. Like you're not supposed to be, you know, no matter what in war or not, not supposed to be just randomly killing folk. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what's exactly happening in Russia. So, I mean, they might be trying to, I've been hearing this whole, they're trying to invade the Nazis from Ukraine and all this other jazz that they're trying to like, say is their reasoning but i mean they're actively blowing up apartment buildings they're actively taking out shops and whole cities and it's, it's nasty but uh, a war crime is basically a a violation of, of of the laws of war basically wow so basically like when you get into a fight with somebody if you fight one-on-one -on -one, like ain't no eye gouging if we're gonna fight we're gonna fight Head up. Well, I mean, yes, and not not in a war. Like it's more so like the medics that wear the the, the medic patch. They're supposed mm -hmm. to be safe from getting shot. So you about to shoot somebody, and you see them with a medic patch. You're supposed to not shoot them. Is that going to happen? Probably not. But like we we as the United States are the only one that I think really follow these war laws that have these laws in place and stand by these laws because every situation that I've heard of it's a violation of the laws is the reason why we're there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, <laughs> so it's like we're the only ones that like I can, I can remember 
there was times where I would purposely not wear that arm patch because I didn't want to stand out as the one that was the medic. Because if I'm trying to, you know, take out a, a squad, I, he looked important. He he got on something different. I'm gonna shoot that one. So mm. that's how I looked at it. Like I didn't want to wear the patch, so I wanted to blend in with everybody else and just and just not stand out. So because we because other countries don't follow that shit, they don't give a fuck. They out there mm. doing what they doing, and they deal with tomorrow. Tomorrow, we the only ones that the United States. I feel that try to follow that shit. Yeah, man. You know, you, you got to think about it from this situation or this point that you know we hitting them with all these sanctions and everything like that. You really think they gonna follow the quote unquote rules of war? Like they out here invading countries to take their resources and everything like that. So don't okay. think they're gonna be following the war laws. Another thing that Russia did, they uh, seized one of Europe's biggest nuclear plants. That scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And they did it by shooting at it. Like, that's, like, it is, it's nuts to, to, like, see on the news that they have a loudspeaker going across, like, please do not shoot at this nuclear facility. You're threatening the world. You know, you, you're threatening literally the world by trying to take over this. And to have another country's nuclear powers to add to your repertoire can't be good when you're going at it like this. So that is very scary. Uh my internet been choppy all week. Cell phone been tripping. Conspiracy theory. I thought it was rolling. just me. I Conspiracy thought it was just theory. me, dog. <laughs> it's rolling. <laughs> so it's all coming. So I'ma just keep it a, a hundred. Oh. I haven't been paying attention. I haven't. <laughs> Do I need to? I feel like, like I didn't think if if we if it's not our war, you know what I mean. We kind of just a side piece in this situation just because <laughs> we, we in people business, right? Like I understand the gas we're affected with the gas prices hit what seven dollars in Cali, in Cali. I think I saw it like four dollars a gallon. Um, but. Is this something that I, I need to be doing my research and paying attention and turn on the news every day to see what's going on? Because I, I didn't think. Hell yeah. I say for this part alone, forget, forget <clears throat> the gas prices, forget the nukes, even though the nukes is serious. We live in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> we all know where Wright-Patterson Air Force Base is. It's one of the most important Air Force bases that we got. So we should all be on alert and stand by just for that reason alone. We should know what's going on for that one reason alone. I remember when 9-11 happened, I was at Wright State, and when them sonic booms went off, everybody on campus was like, what the F was that? It was them fighter jets taking off to go get busy. So, yeah, man, absolutely, man, especially where we stay. It's super close to where we stay. So, right. And aside from that, like, I get what you're saying about putting your nose on people's business, but there's, there's supposed to be a United Nations and a, a group of, of countries that will stand by each other and help each other out in times of need. So the, there's, uh, like, I, I keep seeing the whole question of like Ukraine wanting to, uh, have, uh, the no fly zone and have their airspace restricted. The problem with requesting that from anybody is to enforce that restriction, you would have to engage at Russia fighter planes entering the airspace. Mm -hmm. So whatever country takes that on, if they do, is now inviting Russia to respond to their country 
because they're trying to, you know, now they're at war with Russia because they done shot down some Russia plane. So you're asking for a country to step in and provide you with assistance in that regard. But unfortunately, y'all are the only ones dealing with this shit. So it's not like if y'all can't provide the, 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 the restrictions, another country's not going to step in and restrict that country by shooting at them. You know what I'm saying? No one wants to shoot at Russia or anybody per se. No one wants to engage in that because that in turns a response. Mm. So. Well, another thing that I noticed on the news, like, we understand that Russia is a power and their military is pretty big, but why they tanks keep running out of gas? Like, they always got tanks on E in the middle of the highway and then, like, Ukrainian citizens are jumping in them bad boys and beating the soldiers up. So, like, Y'all, Russia can overpower them because of sheer number-wise, but just like, hey, man, like, y'all ain't got enough gas to roll y'all tanks? Like, why are y'all even doing this, bro? Maybe it's because yeah. of that, because they don't have enough gas to do these certain things. They decided to do this, but, like, it just looks weird. Like, y'all ran out of gas in a tank in the middle of a see, war, and it ain't really like, popping like that yet? I, I I don't know the structure, but it just sounds like a bunch of what we would call E4 and belows. So those are like the lower ended enlisted people that are not military. So it's like all the people that are like the real soldiers, they're the ones that's just like out there. That's what it feels like because they feel like there's no leadership. There's no, they just got, I saw they had like a 40 mile line trying to invade Ukraine with a convoy, but all Ukraine did was blow up the bridge that they were about to have to go across. Now they just stuck in a line 40 miles long, not going nowhere. So it's like, it's just dumb shit like that. I just don't make, it's not making sense as to who's, who's running the ship. And, and then also you've been hearing reports that like Russian soldiers are being told that you're going to be there and, and people are going to be happy that you're liberating them and you're going to get all this praise and, like you say, they 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 getting fucked up. <laughs> so hit with so, fucking rocks, nigga, and Molotov cocktails. It's gonna take a a nasty uh, resolve to this, unfortunately, because Putin ain't <clears throat> stopped, and uh, what he wants is, is gonna is gonna cost a bunch of human life to get. So it's, it's gonna get ugly. And this is definitely. The first war or conflict for now eventually going to turn into a war like that happens under social media, I believe. Like Russia has blocked Facebook and everything like that. And everything is happening in real time. I mean, the president of Ukraine is jumping on TikTok and social media, giving his citizens instructions and everything about what to do if they come across X, Y and Z. So, like, this shit is happening in real time, you know. It, the war that you were a part of, Killer, we had to turn on our nightly news to get the updates. Now we just go grab our phone and watch live streams like it's a TV show and shit like that. So this is this is weird to me. Oh yeah, I, I like cell phones was was definitely a part of my military career, but I was playing Snake, so then kind of cell phones <laughs> I had, you know what I'm Nokia, no, Nokia's and and shit like that. So I, I can't imagine just even. Even being able to keep up with the world while while in the military, because there was times where, like I like I said in previous pods, like I was removed from life, you know, a whole month in the woods with a couple of magazines and a 
and a couple letters. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I had the internet to go check on, you know, World Star or CNN or Twitter. Like it wasn't like that. So I just can't imagine it, like like what they have while it, at war. Like I was really out there. It felt like the old the old days. Like I was really out there with nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I can't. I, I just can't fathom that thought of being in that setting and have a FaceTime call with your wife or or your friends or you know just being able to do that. You know what I'm saying? That was that would have been great to have. Jesse, <laughs> so. you touched on this, man. Gas prices is going up, up. What's the highest y'all have seen so far? Shit, three eighty. Three. I saw three seventy nine. So basically. Uh, three eighty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in the city, yeah, right around that, right around that. But yeah, Cali, it's time to get a Tesla. It's time to get a Tesla. <laughs> oh, I might feel for smoke. <laughs> man, yeah, the big cities, you you feeling the pain? Does you said your brother in Atlanta, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got a brother in Atlanta and one in Virginia. What they talking about? That gas prices looking like? Uh, the one in Atlanta don't go nowhere, so it, it ain't it ain't really affected him. I think everywhere he he needs to be is right where he lives at, honestly. Um, and then the one in Virginia is paid like that nigga got got money out the ass, so he ain't really <laughs> spoke too much on it either. But now nah, I know I know um, it's gonna happen. It's it's gonna go up, and it's it's gonna keep going higher and higher as as long as this goes on and. Shit, even when it ends, depending on how long it went on, shit, we don't know if it's ever going to go back down. So, yeah. Right. Time to Inflation. invest in a Tesla. Inflation is at an all-time high, man. So this week, we got the third and final part of Kanye West's documentary, Yeezus. So the third one wraps up. What did y'all think? Dizzle, I know this is your guy. You've been loving it. What did you yeah. think? I was uh, skeptical about how they was going to wrap it all up, man, because they had they left out, what, like 15 years to wrap up in one episode. And I thought they did a good job of not really um, taking too much time on the shit that we already knew. You know, the the Taylor Swift thing, the TMZ, the, you know... The, you don't, you ain't got the answer sway. Like all the outbursts that we've seen in real time, they didn't really touch on that. You know, they flicked through it and kept it with Cootie in mind, which I I liked honestly. Some folks didn't like how Cootie was narrating, um, but I I liked it. it. It kept the same vibe of the first two episodes with it being all home footage, basically. Um, I liked it. It is one of my probably one of my favorite documentaries that I've seen. Um, it's good enough to watch it again. I definitely had mm-hmm. got chills on certain scenes, certain shit that he said was like, "Yo, this this nigga is legit, man." But now nah, I think overall I give it a ten out of ten. Yeah, that shit was dope. Yeah. What about you, Kelly? Definitely. Yeah, I loved it. I I wondered how they were gonna get into you know his mom passing. Mm. How it was gonna be be a more current episode or kind of like more uh less cootie shots but i think if i remember it started off with the ryan fest stuff on the couch and they was still on the home video you know vibes and 
just to see kind of like the the run where you know on Oprah and winning the Grammys and just things that you know I like I said before didn't get to see or didn't don't remember like that. And for it to like chime in with this mother passing, that was a huge part of the doc of the episode. But you saw the kind of like the spiral into today as to mm-hmm. what you know what what he deals with in his life, and now you adding in he got kids, he got a now ex wife, he got a hatred for Pete Davidson. You know, like you see. All this spiral, <laughs> in the, but but you see kind of where where it came from and and what he's been dealing with. So, so the bipolar shit, you know, where Cootie was stopping her, stopping the recordings, and like those are things that just no one really got to see on that level. So it was just uh, unfortunately like you kind of like dissecting somebody that's still here, still doing mm-hmm. his thing, but at the same time you getting the real of who Kanye is. So. It was amazing, man. Uh, I'll say the best one was, uh, number two, uh, the second part where it's like all about the first album and it was all about the music and everything like that. And it was, I don't know, probably like halfway through the first or the third part, I realized that this documentary, yes, about Kanye West, but it's just as much as about Cootie as it is about Kanye West. Because mm-hmm. his perspective is what we get because he's the person with the camera. You know what I'm saying? He's, his eyes are the camera. So he's showing us from his perspective from meeting Kanye West because think about it. In a normal documentary, we get to hear about the parents. We get to hear about the upbringing. We get to hear about the cousins, the big brother, the little sister, the big sister. Oh, he was like this as a kid. Da-da-da-da-da. Now he's this and da 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 da. We don't get any of that. We don't get none of that. We get it all from Cootie's perspective with the camera. And we get that great relationship between Ye and his mom via the camera. We see how important his mom was to him. So we see how important the the car crash and him making the first album was such an impact and everything like that. But we also see them go their separate ways because... Mm -hmm. We see Cootie have his family with his wife and his daughter and everything like that while Kanye West is becoming this mega superstar. And all the footage that we get are news clips. These aren't the Cootie stuff because he's not there. So he is experiencing Kanye West the exact same way we did because he's not there on a day-to-day basis. We're not there on a day-to-day basis. So I thought it was awesome and it made me realize, like, man, it's always going to be like this because Kanye West obviously is dealing with a lot, dealing with bipolar and everything like that, and you got to commend Cootie for not letting the cameras roll when he's having one of those episodes, man, because the world we live in, we exploit people so much for that, he could have just kept the camera rolling and everything like that and sold it, for goodness sakes, or put it into the dock, but he turned the camera off several times when Kanye was having an episode and everything like that, so man, that's a true friend for you, man. And uh, it was awesome. It was an awesome documentary. And for people that don't like Kanye West or the new Kanye West, I encourage them to check it out because you learn a lot about him. And I don't necessarily think you learned a lot about Kanye. I think it's like more of the stuff that we already knew about Kanye. But we get a deeper appreciation for it because we knew how much he loved his mom and vice versa. We knew he was a great artist and everything like that. But you really see 
like the decline in his mental health, man. And you see the sparks of those in the early, it's from the first doc and the second doc, the confidence. And now it turns to what it is in the third episode. It, it's, it's pretty sad to be perfectly honest. Yeah. That's a goat, man. That's one of the, that's shit. That might be the, that's arguably the greatest artist of all time, bruh. And I feel like this documentary helps his case for the fact that he came in the game before he was anything, had the mindset of, I'm going to be the greatest rapper, I'm going to be the best dressed rapper, and now he the nigga with the the hottest clothing line out right now. Like, the shit is wild. Bumware. <laughs> the homeless. You know what call it? <laughs> I don't know what they call it. I don't know what we though, call it. The, the kicks, though. All of them? Most of them. <laughs> Most of them? I don't know Some, about that. I mean, Some not, the, not the boots, not the SpongeBob <laughs> squeaky boots. The fat yeah. Joe boots that look like they on backwards. When <laughs> you give you a pair, you give you a pair. Nah, I'm cool on the boots, but then everything else, to the, from the slides to the shit, I don't know the names of them, but. Most of it shit fire, bro. You got a pair back there. Don't act like you ain't got a pair back there. Yeah, I got some. I got some heat. Right. I, got, I, got some, I got some. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to Yay. Shouts out to Yay. You know what I'm saying? We out here. We out here. We out here. We out here. Right, hey, man. That's, that's the goat, man. For sure. For sure. We fucking with nice. <laughs> <laughs> you. When Windows hitting the marketplace. Never. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Never. No, nobody touches the kicks. Nobody touches the kicks. Um, some quick hitters, man. Joe Biden had his, uh, what did they call that damn thing? Earlier this Press week. Conference. Press conference. Yeah, whatever they call it. Uh, State of the <laughs> Union. I'm sorry. State of the <laughs> Union. Joe Biden had several remarks talking about he going after all the criminals who stole billions in COVID PPP loans. No names, no names. We ain't we ain't snitching on nobody. But how many people do you know committed PPP fraud? No names. Uh, I don't think I know anybody specifically. I know somebody. I, I know. I know one uh, person. <laughs> I, I know of uh, people that frequent the same haircut facility. That you know. <laughs> I just know throughout the city, but not on a personal note. I don't think I have any, but I might know one person personally that took a dive at it, but not really. I know one person on a personal level that got it off. Didn't go like B.I.G. like a uh, dude from um, Pretty Ricky did, but uh, right. like much like you, Killer, I know people like secondhand that... uh dabbled in it man so they might want to yeah. be keeping both and they still up. and they still sitting on it just in case something happened like them type of people like i know somebody that just got it and like well let me see what can i i can hold on to it for a while and try to do some business but i don't know how much business they doing so we'll Brought see a pound <laughs> what a couple I, pounds i knew that shit was i knew that shit was no good when i saw facebook niggas <laughs> when i saw facebook niggas advertising yo i got you on the ppp loan hit my dms <laughs> i've seen that every day for a good two months 
I'm like, nah, yeah. bro, this ain't it. That's what they, what's it called? Dayton Hustles? Are y'all on a Dayton Hustles page on Facebook? Yeah. yeah they, was pro- they was promoting them PPPs, and I'm like, nah, bro, this ain't it. Never. But you know what? Honestly, I mean, I yes, it's, it's wrong. It's a crime and everything like that. But when you made it so easy for folk to get the money, what you think people are going to do? Oh, and, sure. and uh, it's so many, like, how can I say this? It, it's so many people that work for themselves, so to speak. It's a lot of barbers out there. It's a lot of DJs out there. It's a lot of club promoters. There's a lot of club owners and everything like that. So, you know, they got got to keep the lights on. So, a lot, I know some of these people, it started out as, man, I'm just trying to keep my lights on and keep my family fed, and then it turned into something else because the numbers the government was giving them was like, oh, well, y'all going to give me that much? I'm going to take it. So it, it started out as one thing and transformed into a totally different thing, and now they potentially got to, you know, deal with Joe Biden and, and crew for still right. a billion. But, you know, hey, man, when y'all make it so easy for folks, what you think they're going to do? Like, that's like leaving your garage door open. You think ain't nobody going to step in? You made it easy for him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You made it easy for him. Another thing Joe Biden is talking about is uh he's trying to get people back in the office. Trying to get people from not working at home no more. They trying to get us back in the office from nine to five, get them eight hour work days back popping. Nah, Joe, that ain't how you win the vote. That ain't how you win the vote, man. Not with gas at four dollars a pop. I was about to say this is he he he's spewing one-term rhetoric like this, <laughs> this nigga not trying to win again this nigga ain't did nothing with my I'm, bro release my student loans bro i, I need them since, <laughs> i need them since disappeared bro Exp, what's it expeditiously nah, man. him trying to make niggas yeah. go back to work is ridiculous the companies are saving money not having people in work there's no benefit of going into an office so i don't, I don't know where he's going with this did y'all miss it though? Not one bit. No. Well, the the point of getting people to go back to the office is because you have, you know what I'm saying, office buildings. And when you have office buildings, you have the cafeterias in there, the small delis in there and everything like that. And those small businesses are going under because that's how they make their money. They rely on the office building and you to come down there and go get your little cheese egg sandwich or whatever and get your chips and everything like that. So that's why he wants people to go back to the office and everything like that. Do I agree with it? Eh, I'm in the office half the day anyway, so it really ain't going to affect me too much if everybody and their mom go back to the office. But, you know, I understand the point, but most people, like you, Dizzle, like, man, I'm doing my job perfectly fine from the couch. Yeah. Nah, man. I feel like um, he's trying to lose. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Joey I don't know man. what he's doing. Man, you're a wild boy. Uh, shoot. BET is dropping a five part docuseries on It's Murder. Murder, INC, Ja Rule, Ashanti, Irv, Gotti, and crew. I am here for it. I desperately want to see this. Dizzle, I see you already over there. Hating on it. What is wrong with you? This is going to be epic. This is going to be great television. Can't wait. Uh, what was the last thing y'all watched that premiered on BET? 
shoot those uh, other docu series, uh, the one that was on the Rough Riders, DMX and okay. on them. Uh, the what the Death Row Chronicles was real good. <laughs> so I, you know, we here for anything documentary wise, man. Especially with documentary hip hop culture, man. You got to be there to support it. And you know, people got to stop hating on BET. It's it's Viacom. It's Viacom, people. Viacom is the same people that own MTV, VH1, BTV. Nah, it's Any- all under the same umbrella. Viacom owns CBS. Anything that plays Leprechaun 2, Black to the Hood, I'm not watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shit, I was about to say, nah. last thing I watched on there real hard was College Hill. Yeah, that was, <laughs> oh, that was, that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was my shit. Yeah. That was my shit. Yeah, all of The Virgin Islands one, Shawty got beat with that uh, stiletto. <laughs> yes, yes, Classic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that was a good 15 years ago, man. That was a good 15. So, so I didn't watch uh, the other, uh, like you said, the Rough Riders doc. Um, but damn, a five-part series. Yeah, man, you gotta have it. You gotta have uh, Irv Gotti story, Ashanti. You gotta get to some Charlie Baltimore. I think Lloyd was on there. I think it's gonna it's quite a good, quite a few good people. Shine was on there. Yeah, so, man. It's a nice mm. enough enough stories to be told. Yeah, man. You gonna get all the, all the Irv Gotti stories about you know him and Fifty Cent, him helping Jay Z and Ja Rule giving um can I get a to Jay Z and everything like that because every interview I watched with Ja Rule he he got to mention that like you know that was my mm-hmm. record first. So yeah, man. I'm I'm definitely here for it. That's gonna be dropping <laughs> this summer, man. Can't wait. Definitely in the building for that. Did anybody watch the new episode of Power? Anybody watch? Everybody up to date? Nah, I didn't watch it yet. Ain't nobody watching Tommy, bro. I told you, bro. You still uh, everybody I've been watching? We uh, down, we down, man. We down for Tommy. I might have to check it out. And, and uh, finish up Bel Air. So that's 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 on my to do list for tonight is to uh, finish off Tommy. Oh, so you ain't but, watched uh, you everybody up to speed on Snowfall? Yeah. Okay, the question, the main question of the evening about Snowfall. Do you trust Franklin's pregnant girlfriend? Nah. Not one bit. Hell no. Nah. Am, am I the only nah. one that trusts this girl? Because nobody trusts her. She came out of nowhere. You don't know her. You don't yeah. know her to trust her. <laughs> <laughs> What's she gonna be? Go ahead, bro. I'm about to say she's liable to be dead by the end of this season. So, nah, I don't think she's trustworthy at all. The reason I'm going, she is trustworthy, is because I'm putting my faith in Franklin. Not stupid enough to mess up with a girl three times in a row. Obviously, male. He messed up with her. She ended up on the on the rock. The new girl they was messing with end up working with man boy and everything like that almost got himself killed. So I'm saying Franklin ain't stupid enough to go three times a charm and picking the wrong girl. Putting my trust in I think Franklin. I think Reed slash Teddy gonna might have to force Ooh. his hand to different different uh different scenarios that he want that he don't want to do because uh Franklin's all about that paper, and Franklin won't want to win. And he just said to Aunt Louie, 
He ready to do whatever. He has another one of them. I built this shit brick by brick moment. He got another <laughs> one last episode. So man. I was out. I'm hyped. It's about to get going. Yeah, man. That, that's that's sad business right there, man. It's like they say, man, money woo, separates everything. And Teddy is full-blown bad guy now. Just full. Yeah. Because it's crazy to think, like, man, we in season five, and you think about how their relationship initially started. It started as buddy-buddy, like, hey, man, I can help you. You can help me. You're helping the government. You're doing the right thing for your country. Teddy, you know what I'm saying, kills buddy that was taking his spot, and now he's bossing Franklin around. And, you know, Franklin don't like to get bossed around, but shit, it's the fucking CIA. Like, so you you got to take the order. So he, so he did? He killed the other CIA guy? Yeah. yeah. I missed that scene. Yeah, you did. What? I missed that scene. Remember, he showed up at the big house. I thought that was the. uh, That's not the CIA guy. Yes, he showed up to the dude house, and the dude drunk something and fell out. Yes. Yeah. That was his. That was Teddy's replacement. That came. I might be confusing my white dudes because I thought that was. (laughs) That was another plug. I would I love, that. I would love to call this podcast confusing my white dudes, but I'm not. We have some great white dudes. Because <laughs> right. nah, because uh, the dude that had to mention that uh, he was checking his meter and was like, yeah, you had a party here. That's yeah. not the same guy that he met or followed to the bar. No. I no thought, so I thought that was his replacement. No, he was a fill-in. This guy gotcha. was official replacement, and he's been working with Franklin, not only, you know what I'm saying, doing what he needs to do for the government, but also like buying real property, estate. Yeah. real estate. Like, he, like, yeah. double-dipping, basically, and everything like I that. I thought that was the other. I thought the fill-in was doing all that stuff. So, no. got you. See, oh, I, this I, dude confusing my wild. dudes. No, this dude, I mean, shit, this CIA dude, he was with the shits. He was having parties. He was banging chicks. He was living a life. Getting the paper. Okay. Setting up his afterlife. He was the man in the streets until he was Until Teddy decided to come back to play. That makes a lot more sense now that he was a CIA guy. I did not know that watching it. What's our Louis and Unk about to be on, man? Okay, so this is the... I said this last year. It almost happened. Uh, Louis almost... Died, but there's no way both of them survive, right? Like this is about to get ugly. Er, I mean, shit, almost got ugly with them and Scully until they decided to throw old boy on the bus. So I don't think Aunt Jerome or Aunt Louis make it out this season. One of them about to bite the bullet. Somebody got to go, and I always, I always think it's gonna be Aunt Louis. And then that's just gonna force Unc just to walk away. He's just gonna leave. I don't think he's gonna retaliate. I think he's just gonna leave. So I think Aunt Louis is gonna die this season, and Unc is just gonna go away. Nah, I'm standing, standing far. Because if one of them go, the other one's gonna be useless. Yeah, I think <laughs> that package deal. If one of them go, they both getting fired. So, nah, man. <laughs> Yeah, Leon. Just die, die together. It's just guns blazing. There's going to be Leon. Leon gone. 
They they man. said Leon not to be disposable, man. He about to be uh, gone. Uh, that sounds right. Now I'm my nigga Lee, man. Uh, quick euphoria conversation. Sorry, oh, killer. Sorry, we put killer. it on mute. No, this is no, uh, <laughs> no uh, wiener conversation. This is no wiener conversation. So, Dizzle, hot ashtray. He went out like Queen Latifah and set it off. Young boy went out R. like R. a soldier. R.I.P. Oh, man. man. Dope finale. I know some folks was upset that uh, they didn't touch on the drug dealer, you know, that she basically took the drugs from, didn't pay her back. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like they got they got to leave something for next season, right? Because that's probably yeah. going to be the storyline for next season because Ashtray, Ashtray did. Uh, what's his name? Fez is probably gone for good. Um. She's allegedly supposed to be sober. So the only other storyline that there would be is maybe the uh the black dude getting with the mom. The younger sister probably start wilding out. And Zendaya gonna have to find a way to get this bra or her money. Mm. So I thought I thought I thought it was a good ending and then they left enough for next season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm with it too. And uh, <laughs> what did you think about old boy Nate turning in his pops? Hey, his pops was living it up in his little warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> his pops to have full biddies in there, living it up. <laughs> Kitties, minis, all of it, nigga. He went all everything. Nah. Yeah, he was in there having a ball. Did but, I send uh, you that meme? I don't know. How Cal living? So. I'm gonna have to send it to you. That shit is big, funny, nigga. Yeah, he was oh, in there shit. lit. But nah, man, that, that was. I mean, I guess that was the right thing to do. He was a whole predator. <laughs> he was a predator out here. So. No, nah, man. Good show, killer. It's a good show, man. I believe y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I think they said that's HBO's second uh, highest or most watched show of all time. Yeah, next again. I saw. Rooms. I saw something on Twitter. I don't know if it's from Euphoria. I think it was where like dude was dancing and had uh, is Zoe Kravitz. Is she on this? Mm-mm. No, she's not in there. Never mind. It's something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, it's Zendaya that's in there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, man. Good show. Good show. Dizzle getting his white dudes confused. Killer getting his young, light-skinned females confused. <laughs> yeah, man. Story of my life. <laughs> well, shit, that's, that's it, man. It's, it's Sunday evening. We take the 8 o'clock. Uh, gonna get this loaded. We gonna rock out for the weekend. Reconvene next week. You can't make this up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out till next week. Take care of that show for you. Peace. I'm solid.